Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. My name is Glenn Cruz. My friends would call me the coaches of all coaches. I've been coaching sports for 20 years, even played it. And now I apply my sports coaching into the business world, especially my role at UC Berkeley. Now, for season one, episode two of Managing with Common Sense, episode two, part one, is about using common sense in IT. Uh, my my guest today is my good friend Ben Brennan. Uh, he's the CEO of QStack and the author of Badass IT Support. Come join us. Remember, my podcasts are not scripted. Uh, it's just two humans hanging out. Uh, we'll be drinking some wine and talking about using common sense in IT. So without further ado, let's dive right into the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Glenn. This is season one, episode two. And episode two is about common sense in IT. And today we have Ben Brennan, the owner of QStack, well, owner, founder, everything. And he's also the author of Badass IT Support. Welcome, Ben. Hey, Glenn. I am really happy, first of all, that you started a podcast. And uh, I heard the first episode and enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I'm very happy to uh, to get to see your face, man. We used to have uh, weekly meetings for no reason every Friday afternoon, and unfortunately, like time got in the way of that. But uh, I, I do miss our chat, so um, this is this is a real delight. Yeah, I miss our weekly meetings where we just didn't really talk about much, just like everyday life. Which is yeah, really there was important. no there's no agenda. We just kept it going because I think we had we had uh, we had never met until that. That meeting and that, that other person had had hopped off the meeting we just kind of kept it kept the recurring meeting going and i think it was just uh yeah i mean a great way to end the friday and eventually yep. my team got mad at me for spending so many hours talking with you and i had to <laughs> cut it off but it was a uh, it was fun while it lasted man it was, it was it was a nice just a human you know a human conversation in the midst of a bunch of work conversations so it was really yeah fun. yeah i love it you know and we still i mean um people are listening uh, right now we are still friends to this day, and and there's not a day where we'll text each other or you know checking up checking in each in in with each other because um, yeah we're good friends now and yeah. and we never talk about it I think rarely yeah. talk about it exactly <laughs> right <laughs> so speaking of that that's a good segue what inspired you to write this book about badass IT support? So for these new managers listening, so if anyone knows about my, my podcast, it's about, you know, managing with common sense and it's to help the manager out. And I plugged this book last uh, my, on my first episode and I'm plugging it again. I'm glad you're here. So what inspired you to write this book? Thanks, man. Uh, the, well, I, I I was always going to publish a book, and I had written a um, I'd written a bunch, and I wrote a novel when I was traveling when I was younger, um, and I wrote that a couple times, and I just it just wasn't I didn't nail it, you know what I mean? It wasn't something that I was proud of. So I've always had that bug, and I've I just I've been writing whether it's in a journal when I was a kid, or like I've written like over hundred songs, I've written treatments for TV shows, like I've written. I love writing, right? It's my one of my favorite things. I think because I'm. I'm not always good at speaking in real time. I never can find the right word. So I love the idea of like being able to sit there and um, kind of like what we were talking about before you hit record, I think about 
editing movie and sound, right? I like to be able to put things together the way I want to. So that way I don't end up saying the wrong thing. And um, I think, uh, you know, the novel, it, it, it wasn't quite good, you know, and then I just got into IT at some point and really had a pretty crazy adventure. And I think I really found a new way of doing IT that was fun and that was really good as far as results. And that um, was really exciting and that everyone who was on our teams loved, but that was not the status quo. And it was like, maybe I should just write a book and put it out there and see if I'm the only one that thinks that IT could be, you know, a million times cooler and, 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 and that we could do things with more common sense, to be, to be honest, like, or is, is it, uh, or am I just crazy and everybody's going to tell me to go F myself, you know? So I, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I was a writer at heart and I just, I was like, I think I've got something to say. And then I remember I was talking with the guy who, um, who I worked with to publish it in Austin. And, uh, we were talking about titles and I was like, well, you know, like I had all these dumb titles or whatever. And then badass IT support was almost like a joke, you know? And like, I'm like, you know, badass IT support and we could have like a leather jacket on the cover and stuff. And they, they did a mock-up and I sent it to my friends as a joke. And everyone was like, dude, I love this cover. I love this title. I was like, okay. And then once you have that, you know, I was like, okay, I've, I've got a zone here. I've got a lane that I want to write in. And you know, I just, I had been making notes forever and I just wrote my story and I was like, I wrote it three times. It took 13 months and I just tried my best as I could for a first time author to really convey what I thought um, I had to say about IT. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it, uh, you know, helps some people out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Ben, I'm still waiting for an audible on this. Cause I know I got to do it. I probably went through like probably nine books already or 10 books just on audible <laughs> and yeah, it's, still it's, trying it's, to finish this one by reading it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what it's on, it's on my list. Like it's, uh, it's, it's not even that super long of a book. It's just the, uh, it's, it's on my list. I even have all of the, uh, the, the level set up on my, um, on my DUA or whatever for it to record it. So I literally have even recorded test things. All I have to do is get off my lazy butt and go into a, a little studio or like a, a padded room and and um and read it. So I don't know. You you say this on the podcast and challenge me. You challenge me. You're the coach. I call Glenn the coach of all coaches. He's a coach at heart. If you don't know about him, I'll talk about him on his own podcast. Um, um, he coached volleyball for years, which what to me was, is a special sport. Um, even though I'm five ten, I love volleyball and. Um, really has a, a coach's heart. And I, I think, um, you know, coached, coached me in, in, in some ways, you know, through some hard times. And uh, yeah, so as my coach, Glenn, you tell me, how do I get from where I am now to having my book on Audible? I know all the, the logistics. I know how to do it. But how do I get myself to actually stop what I'm doing and, and, and dedicate that time to do it? And what's my deadline, coach? So... It would be on my game plan and it has to be on your game plan. And that's one of my next oh. next podcast is game plan, AKA planner. And you need to actually set aside a time and a day. And look, I, like 
you you're good at this of making time commitments and when you need to, when you need to do things not for myself though i'm good for you like if if, if, you're if, good. It's, if it's for other people i'll do it yeah but if i i mean i believe me i have literally probably at least three times booked out like all these calendar events for me just to do this and then i'm like oh no i should work on my sales pitch or i should work on the investor deck i never keep those times sacred is that just weakness on my part that I should? No, you just to need to sometimes investing yourself. And that's what you need to do. You need to set up, think about um, an investment. Like if I'm going to invest in you, I need you to do this. And putting this book on Audible, then you would need to go, okay, he's investing in me to complete this task. So now I got to honor that. I mean, okay. if we were in Japan, and your boss says something, you would honor that, right? So yeah, yeah. you would have to honor that. So for you, I would say you got two months to do this, Damn. to get this going, because yeah. it will be not only an accomplishment, because it's like I'm setting a goal for you, and it's an easy goal. And, and it'll make so much of a difference. Like if, like I've been wanting, like I wrote this book, this book was published in 2018. That's three, three and a half years. Yeah. Um, no, it was March. So almost four years. Obviously there's a blocker there. There's a cognitive block. Cause I've like, I only, I'm with you. I don't like, I don't remember the last time I read a book, but like I, I do everything in audible. So I've been wanting to do it forever. So I love this two months. And then if I do that, can I come back on your pod and can we play this coaching session? And then can we talk about the process? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So right. I want to talk about one part of the book because people may not know who you are, especially the people okay. in my world um, or people who are, you know, in LinkedIn who are linked or connected to me. Tell me Ben's story, his journey through IT. I've read it. I don't want to spoil it. You've been through many companies and people are going, why is Glenn talking to Ben about having common sense in IT? Well, there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's in the beginning of this book. If people, people are not seeing us right now, they're listening to us on podcasts. I'm actually holding the book. And if you don't have it, get it. It's on Amazon. And, and it's a good book to read. I only read probably like three chapters. I'm struggling. <laughs> <The> three <laughs> chapters are great. <laughs> I love that because most people, I just did a, uh, I was telling you, I just did a live stream like two hours ago. Um, yeah. And the topic was courage. And it's so funny. It would have been really easy to be like, oh yeah, I read it. It was great. The fact that you're honest that you read three chapters just really like, it highlights like, oh yeah, he's being honest. That That is uh, courageous. But like my, my IT journey, like I didn't study computer science. My first career was uh, in psychology. So I have two degrees in psychology. I did some therapy. Um, I was lucky enough to to, and not in a fancy way, but in just to go work in Germany for a year and ex experience living in Europe. And then I was traveling around in when I was 29 in Guatemala and Central America for a year where I wrote the novel that will never see the light of day because it wasn't good. Um, but I was traveling around, I was playing music and I was really trying to find myself, you know, and I just, I mean, really had a life-changing journey when I was 29, right? So I come back, I'm in the Bay Area for the first time. I'd always wanted to be in California. I'm like, I in North Berkeley, man, up there on Solano Avenue. Uh, yes. You're familiar with that. Yeah. And uh, 
the Solano stroll. And I would, um, I had no money, but I was living in this, this co-op. So I had a place to stay. And my buddy, I ended up, I think the impetus was really, I was dating a girl who was, um, she was like a creative director for a, one of the search engines. And uh, I was like, man, I got to get some money quick, man. This is, <laughs> she's really rich and I'm really not. And like, just taking the BART to go see her was like a, a huge expense. I'm like, and my buddy from junior high happened to be in California, was in IT and he got me a job. And because of where I was, it's really just a place in time, right? Yeah. I could have gotten a job at, you know, Bill's uh, computer repair in Alameda, or I could have gotten a job at, you know, JSON, whatever law firm or, you know, a laundromat, but I got a job supporting, which if you ask any software developer in the Bay Area that's old enough to remember this, um, at Pivotal Labs, what are like arguably the, the smartest software developers in the world. These are the people that built the first version of Twitter before Jack Dorsey could hire, he paid them to build the first version and then hired them off when he could hire people at Twitter to build it out. They built um, so many other just like epic, um, uh, just epic websites back in the day. They were like all pair programming and it was, it was a pretty easy IT job, right? There were um, 50 developers that did pair programming. So 25 iMacs, 50 developers, one image, they would code, they would break it. You just net image it, boom. It was pretty easy, but they were so smart and so fun. And, and I came in there literally armed with no IT knowledge, but armed with common sense. You know, I, I, I came in there and I was like, well, um, you guys seem really smart. So I should be really smart too. Right. And you guys seem really fun. And I'm like, I just, I didn't try to fake anything. I just came up to him. Well, I faked it a little bit, but I, I came up to him and I was like, Hey, what do you guys want? I walked around and I would just like ask everyone what they needed. And they would tell me it was broken and I would go home and I would Google for six hours, how to fix it. And then go to sleep. And the next day I would come up and be like, Hey, here's your thing. And I just basically, I used to say it was like cheating so hard for the test that you learn the material. And after going to work every day and then at night going home and figuring out how to do that, eventually I became really good. And um, just because, you know, Pivotal Labs was on Market Street, I think around like Market and Second Street. And then I got a job at uh, Jawbone, which was, um, they were like a Bluetooth company that had just gotten tons of Sequoia funding and was now like going into the wearables market and the up and the, the Jambox and everything. So yeah, I, I went there. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got one? Yes, yeah, so yeah. I was there. And there were like 50 people. I was like their first like full-time IT guy. And I just, you know, still had the long hair and ripped jeans and what's up, bro. And I, you know, but it was just common sense, you know, rather than the annoying IT guy that just tried to do his IT thing, regardless of what they did. I just walked up to him and was like, Hey, what do you want? That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Let me do that. And I didn't, I wasn't, I was free that knowledge, the lack of knowledge and really the ignorance freed me from being able to um, freed me from like having to think that, oh, this is how you do IT. And I just helped the business succeed using technology, you know? And I, by the end of that, I was running a global team. They had quintupled in size. And then Twitter had heard about me, Twitter called. And then I work at Box and then Yahoo and Verizon. And it just kept on going. And before I knew it, like, I was like, fresh off the boat, you'll appreciate that phrase. <laughs> I know my Asian friends always laugh when I use it, but the, uh, I was a fob. I was like fresh off the boat from Guatemala, had no idea what, uh, you know, like IT was. And now I'm a senior director at a fortune 500 company. 
And how I did it was not a tradition. I, I never, I still to this day have never like done anything having to do with ITIL or anything. It was all common sense. I was like, what is the situation? Let me look at it objectively. Okay. And what do we need to do? Great. We're a big company. We need to keep data safe. Okay. Let's implement security. We need to, uh, you know, everyone's stuff needs to work. Great. And there are like these 10 big problems. And then I would just go talk to people and you can call it human centered. You can call it empathy, but at the end of the day, it was just common sense and common sense. I think is lacking so much. That's what really made me want to put this book out too. I'm like, you guys, we're overcomplicating it. We're we are really overcomplicating it. This dumb hippie, you know, uh, in in Berkeley can run teams that are, you know, having more success than traditional IT guys. Not because I'm smarter, but because in my ignorance, I only use my common sense. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I to me it's 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 as simple as that, but. Because I was lucky enough to um, work at you know companies that had some uh, you know like you work at UC Berkeley everyone knows Berkeley you know I wanted to go to Berkeley when I was a kid that was never going to happen with my grades but the uh, you know when you have those uh, logos on your resume it gets easier and easier to get better jobs and so um, you know I wrote a book and then people liked it and then I started speaking and um, now I you know there's a tool I invented along the way that you know, kind of quantified the customer experience, not in IT terms, but in human terms. And that's what QStack is. And now I you know, made that and we're selling that to IT people. So it's been a long, I'm sure I didn't answer your question, but that's, that's kind of my journey, man. <laughs> yeah, that's your journey. But the journey was you actually developed, you were figuring out things on the way that created a better tool to help the IT world. And, right. and if people don't know what about, about QStack and, and Ben is this, the founder and CEO of QStack, it is not your traditional survey, right? right. And the challenge is with those, uh, here's my pet peeve. I'm gonna tell you this, this is oh God, pet peeve. People tend to use survey as a data point of, here, here we are. Here, here we are today, and I'm gold medal standard. I have, I have my gold medal. See, we're we're high. Right. And that's they just use it at a data point on a dashboard to show their, you know, when they show to the board or or the leadership team, like we're doing well, instead of drilling down of like, why are we really good? Why are we at this pain point? And correct me if I'm wrong, but QStack helps with that. Yeah, like think about yeah. the Olympics, right? So the are the Olympics still going on? I think yeah, like, yeah. I don't really yeah. I'm busy, <laughs> I don't but have, yeah, yeah. I don't have the cable, so you yeah. know, if you you've got a if you got the Olympics going on and like the Winter Olympics, so you have like you know the literally the best, definitively the best athletes in the world coming to a city sleeping on these uncomfortable beds in the you know olympic village and and competing their hearts out for like two weeks yeah two weeks and like you know, injuries it's the craziest path and and even out of those things there's only three winners gold medal silver like those if you have a olympic gold medal objectively you are the best in the world mazel tov congratulations 
that's awesome. Um, but when, you know, people who do have cable, their kids are like skating around and they're pretending that they're winning medals too. And it's really cute. But just like declaring yourself the champion when you're not really like, that's what little kids do. And I think these, uh, the, these, whether it's a CSAT survey or like a other metric that's not like super meaningful, if you, if you just like have these, uh, they call vanity metrics, right? If you just have these metrics to, you send out the survey and you have this vanity metric that makes you look good, you're like a little kid pretending to ice skate on a kitchen floor. Like it's cute, but you're not really like achieving world-class uh, performance. And what you forget is that if you're a leader, yes, that makes you look good to your boss, but what about all the people under you? If you manage a team of 20 people, you're robbing those team of 20 people the chance to really be champions. Or the department, because sometimes yeah. departments have it and here's our nice score. Okay, what do we do with it? Or what can, what, what can, what's our next step? Yeah. And people know where our score's good. We don't need to take the next steps. I'm like, mm. so we're, we're happy of just being steady and not yeah. growing. And that what kind of it, frustrates me. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all it takes is common sense. For me, like QStack is to like, if people don't know about it, it's a, it's a tool that uh, really quantifies and measures like the human experience of interacting with IT. So it tells you exactly what the experience is interacting with your T with your IT team. And it tells you how to get better. And it does that by, you know, giving you data and insights that kind of show you what the human experience is, which is, which is, um, but in a, in a measurable way you know, and it's accurate. And we tested the bejesus out of it to make sure that it was like, like lockstep with, with NPS and, and other metrics and make sure that it was like reliable goal. And so it's like, if you're, I want to be an Olympic runner, right? What the first thing you do is you get like a stopwatch and a buddy to hold it and find out how fast you really are. Because, and I think IT teams are just running around and thinking yeah we seem it seems like we're, the trees are going by pretty fast i think that we're a world-class team without ever measuring it you know and I'm, a lot of people don't even know how to measure it or, or have a gold standard i'm like you're robbing your team of the chance to pull out that stopwatch run and be like whoa you know what we are far from our goal and then all of a sudden what happens your team says you know then you start getting this passion of like we want to get this goal and they start working together you know, and I, I think just, we just, we just play work a lot of times. And uh, to me, it's common sense. Wow. Ben is excellent. Uh, his passion about making IT better makes me want to like help another consult with a company and make their IT better. Anyway, this is only part one of episode two. And wait till you hear about episode uh two part two or and three we had to break this up so it's a, a very long conversation uh that ben and i have and we'll still have a follow-up to this so watch out people in a, uh for next few weeks or a month i don't know when i'm gonna release that uh part two but watch out for it uh and thank you for listening if you like to subscribe hit the subscribe and if you like my podcast episode, go ahead and uh, hit the like button. And also, if you have any suggestions, you know, I do have 10 topics I do want to talk about. But on the future projects, I do have uh, like to hear other ideas from other people about 
um, using, you know, managing it with common sense. So uh, let me know. Uh, if you're interested, still comment below or uh, uh, hit me up directly on LinkedIn. All right, everybody, take care and stay safe out there. All right, bye.